Sonic 1029 presents Top Ranking Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Cue the intro music. Temporary podcast theme song. This is temporary. It's not for long. Temporary podcast theme song. This is temporary. It's not for long. Sonic. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Episode nine. Nine. Almost double digits. Uh, my name is Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly over there. We told ourselves in the very beginning, we will not quit until we hit dicks. That's French for 10, isn't it? it? Is it? Dice, I think it's pronounced. But uh, I am ashamed to admit that I took zero French throughout all of my schooling, all my 12 years of schooling. Mm. I know it doesn't show. I, need my, I know I seem more scholarly than that. You sure do. But uh, French, I never learned. I could not count to 10. I have no idea. Uh, now I'm second guessing whether dicks is French for 10. Huh. I'm just going to assume you're correct. Sure. And live the rest of my life Why not? thinking that dicks is 10. Well, what we decided is that we weren't going to quit until we did 10 of these in a row. We weren't going to take a week off. We weren't going to stop thinking about the push to the summit of Mount Podcast until we hit 10 episodes. So we're almost there. That doesn't mean we're going to quit at 10 unless you ask us to. Mm-hmm. But we're going to keep going. But we just we wanted to keep the – that was the goal, was 10 episodes. And we're almost there, Bryce Kelly. We're almost there. We're getting there. And uh, we have started to receive a bit of love, and that's always nice. Mm. So we want to give a special shout-out. Uh, some people have – I have one from Chelsea in front of me right now. Uh, she said, congratulations on the podcast. Binged it this weekend. Laughed and laughed. It's my new favorite. You could probably do better. But she says, I'll be sure to spread the word. I'm a mom of three, part-time waitress, full-time university student. That's busy. Sounds like Chelsea has all the time in the world to promote top ranking ranking podcast for free. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so thank you, so Chelsea. We're gonna lean pretty it was we got no money to spend. So we're gonna lean heavily on your word of mouth and your word of mouth alone. Maybe Chelsea could read a little less to her children at night and she could spend that time promoting our podcast for free. Yeah, it's called not being selfish. Uh-huh. Thank you. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. Available however you found it. You're listening to it right now, so just do that again. Oh, Bryce Kelly. I'm coming down from a high. I see your palms are still sweaty. God, I was nervous. That's weird. Why do I get so nervous? It is an interesting thing. It's it's so weird doing a phone interview with a big name person when it's just you sitting in a room and then you kind of they're yammering away and you're just like, "Oh my god." I'm talking to Jack White. Jack yeah. White is the guy that was in the white stripes is answering my stupid questions. Somewhere in the world, Jack White is sitting on his phone, and someone sees him and is like, oh, I wonder who he's talking to. Yeah. The answer was you. That's right. It was Garner. Yeah, I got to... I've been a huge fan of Jack White for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I got a chance to talk to him, but I was given uh, I was given 12 minutes, which very, seems kind of random. Very specific amount of time. Which like, ah, it's 12 minutes, give or take. No, it's a hard 12. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I managed to squeeze for 14, though, actually, before they came on and shut me down. And we will get to that in just a second here. But the um, when you only have 12 minutes with somebody with a history like Jack White, it's like you can't dive deep. You can't go, tell me about your childhood, Jack. You can't do any of that. You have to, once they say go, you have to go. 
There's no time for small talk. Yeah, you might get in a handful of questions in there, depending on how chatty the other person is. But this one was interesting because he is a big name guy. So you got some stuff you have to lob at him that is expected to be asked. Uh huh. But some you wanted to break down the walls a bit. Well, I'm one of those guys. I play guitar, not nearly as good as Jack White, but I every single night I will go home and I will spend time with my guitars, not my children. Some people say my guitars are my children, Bryce. But I just I sort of flop back in a couch and I noodle away. And I had to ask Jack White, you know, somebody who has your level of success, somebody who does what you do for a living, do you ever just find yourself on a Tuesday night kind of sinking into your couch playing a guitar? Yeah, I, I, you can, I, I, of course. But, but you, uh, you know, I, I, for myself, I've always tried to be careful about falling down different paths, you know, which is sort of like getting really, really obsessed with technique or really, really obsessed with history or really obsessed with uh, you know, different kinds of chords and strange ways to play chords. I try to keep it very simple in my head and, and not get too, uh, you know, or, or about the equipment or what style, kind of guitar and why it's such a great thing to have a certain Les Paul or Stratocaster or whatever. You know, you just got to be careful of those traps you can fall into because you can be so, become sort of like a, a record-collecting nerd or something or, or a guy who likes to fix amplifiers or, or fix recording equipment. If you go down these certain paths, which all those are great things to do, uh, except if you want to be an artist and write, you, you have to keep kind of one foot always out of the zone, so you don't you don't get taken away from being creative. You know, it is interesting to hear him talk about stuff like that because it is worth wondering: can he just sit there and play the Seinfeld theme for forty five minutes? Well, <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> but I always wonder, though, like big time rock stars, even. Um, you know, Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin. Is there ever a time when he's all alone and he goes, huh, you know what would be really awesome right now? If I played the riff from Stairway to Heaven. Like, does he ever do that when he's all by himself? Does Jack White ever start bashing out fell in love with a girl? That would be something else. Yeah. Anyway, a little peek behind the curtain here. We were saying a few minutes ago, when you, when you get these opportunities to interview the big time rock stars on the phone, you always... There are other people listening in on the conversation. Typically, mm -hmm. they're PR people and management. So they're there the whole time, eavesdropping on your conversation. And you kind of forget that they're there. And then all of a sudden, they will just pop up in the middle of a question and go, you got two minutes left. They'll And it's never, ah, yes, sorry. We, uh, I really hate to interrupt, but you only have two minutes. It's never like, it's very abrupt. Yeah, and in your case, you know, you're, 10, 12 minutes in, just joking, just laughing. Oh, my God. We were becoming best friends. Just a couple of hens clucking. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a voice comes over. It's like, you got to shut it down. Yeah, and can it, we just play a little clip here? This is Jack answering one of my fantastic questions. And then all of a sudden, you'll hear... For other people, you know. Yeah, plan is basically, So other people can press their records. Uh, but, but I get to do it, too, which is nice. So um, we all get to do it. It's just creating things for other people, so that's that's kind of the most important part. Hey Garner, we have to wrap up right now. Oh, okay, great though. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks mu so much. Uh, uh, I appreciate it. Hey Jack, I'm really looking forward to yeah, seeing you. Come out to Edmonton again. Yeah, it'll be good. I yeah. can't wait till Friday night. Have yourself a good night. Nice. And thank you very See much, you everybody. Thank you. See, Thanks, See how he was really warming up to me. He was this close to say, "Hey Garn, can you hit me with your digits, please, so we can get together when I'm in town?" But his manager and the PR people. 
they they ended that friendship before it could even blossom. Yeah, he was two seconds away from being like, "What section are you sitting in?" Yeah, do you mind if I come over there and just play a solo from your section? <laughs> and then when I'm at the end of the solo, I'll just hand you whatever guitar I'm playing, and you can take that home with you. Yeah, it's just a slap in the face. Like, oh no, this is very much a an interview. And when there's a lot of times uh, when you talk to musicians like this, they're doing a lot of these in a day. Oh yeah, and so they have to keep it on schedule so they can move on to the next one. And most of the time when they call in, it's a handler who calls in, puts yep. you on hold, you have to wait, and then they connect you with whoever you're talking to. But every now and again. Well, see, you had, yours was an A-list, mm-hmm. right? And as far as the, you know, alternative rock radio format goes, you got a phone call one day and you were expecting it to be his handler, but no, it was. It was Billy Corgan. Calling you directly from his own phone? Yeah. <laughs> It was weird. The phone rings, and I expect, like, oh, yes, this is Michelle. With, From uh, such and such PR. <laughs> and instead, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm looking for Bryce. This is Billy Corgan. And you're what? like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Say that again? Uh, I hope huh? that's your ringtone. I don't even know if I still have that audio. Oh, that needs to be your ringtone whenever somebody calls you. Hey, is this Bryce? It's Billy Corgan. <laughs> it was really cool, but it was jarring, and it throws me off the hop from the beginning. Uh, and sometimes, Ooh, this, this is, is very good. rare. This is good. But sometimes we have to call the artist. And a couple of times I've been given the phone number of the lead singer. So I've been given Peter from July Talk's phone number before. I think I had Max from Arkell's phone number at one point. Maybe Ryan from Mother Mother. Like I had their phone numbers in my hands. And you could have used those numbers for the purposes of evil, but you didn't. No, I didn't. And I don't have them anymore. I should. I always thought I should just plug them into my phone. Just so when I'm casually scroll, scrolling through in front of someone I'm trying to impress. Oh, yeah. Oh, that old thing? Never mind. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet. Where if you can dream it, there's definitely a porno about it. So, Garner, it was uh, Halloween recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. And as we discussed uh, last week, I'm not a fan. No, you're, as it turns out, not a big fan of the Halloween at all. Not down with the Halloween. But do you like having all the treats around, the chocolate, the, the Smarties and all that kind of stuff, the licorice? I love it, but my thighs don't. (laughs) (laughs) You're a scam. (laughs) I did buy a box. I live in a condo right now Uh and zero kids. No one trick-or-treats in a condo. That's weird. No, it doesn't happen. Uh, So I bought a box of candy full well knowing that I was going to be the only one enjoying it. And so far I have. And I do like that part of it. What did you buy, though? It was just a, a box. I just went simple. It's half Hershey's chocolate and half cookies and cream. That's so simple. It is, but man, am I, I'm loving it. Oh, sure. But, but um, so I, I always feel like an outsider at this time of year because everyone comes out of the woodwork as they love Halloween. It's their favorite time of year. And I was watching television and a couple guys that we can call our colleagues. They are, we, we all work for the same company. They work for the same We've company. We've swung in the same circles. I've stood at a bar with one of these guys. I've been on a panel with one of these guys <laughs> at a radio thing. Uh, Tim and Sid from Sportsnet. They have a great show. Yeah, a nationally coast-to-coast broadcast sports show. And I was watching them the other day, and they actually had a thing. And their topic was grown-ass folks <laughs> wearing their costumes to work. Are they losers? <laughs> and they had a debate over whether or not grown-ass folks wearing costumes to work are losers or not. And we talked about it on our radio show, and people got mad. They did get mad because 
I would losers is such a harsh sounding word for this I type know. of thing. Um and they took some heat for it too, but so did we of people being um I work at a daycare. Yeah. And I don't see anything wrong with that. I'm expected to get dressed up. Yes. I, I think what I said though was the I have no problem with people getting dressed up in Halloween costumes, but don't drag me into it. Like I don't I won't like I shouldn't say I won't. We work in a company and we do a thing every year where we have to wear costumes. If it wasn't for that, I would never put a costume on in my life. Do I hate costumes? No. I just don't like wearing them. Mm-hmm. They're a lot of work. They uh, they zap me creatively because you have to try and one-up everyone else in the office. Who needs that? No. Nobody needs that. Uh, and I, But I agree. Like, if I see someone wearing a costume on Halloween, I'm not like, oh, what a, what a clown, literally and figuratively. Yeah. No, like, I was at the gym yesterday, and all the trainers were dressed normally, but there was one girl at the front who had on a house robe, hair curlers, and she had put cats all over her <laughs> robe. She was the only person there dressed up. Oh, she was probably, oh, no. You know what happened? <laughs> all the other trainers were like, yes, we're totally dressing up. Totally. Everybody get dressed up on Halloween. And they it was they were all in on it. It's That's like how, what happened. It's like how hockey players always taunt the rooks. Yeah. That's what they were doing to her. But I didn't think less of her for wearing it. What would be worse, though, Bryce? Going to work in a Halloween costume, having to fire someone while you're wearing a Halloween (laughs) costume or getting fired while you're wearing a Halloween costume. What's going to suck more? I would say both are obviously terrible, but I would say it would be worse firing someone. Yeah, because you need to be authoritative. You need to be firm. You need to let them know that their behavior is unacceptable or their performance is unacceptable for this company, but yet you're dressed like Raggedy Ann. Yeah. You're trying to explain to them that the, you know, their work is just not up to snuff. We have a professional standard here and you're just not meeting it. And you're dressed as, you know, yeah, Raggedy Ann. Gene Simmons (laughs) from Kiss. So Tim and Sid's poll at the very end of it, uh, grown ass folks who wear Halloween costumes to work, losers. It uh, swung a little more towards losers, Ooh. but not by much. It was almost a 50-50 vote. Okay. But they did take heat much the way we did. But grown-ass folks wearing costumes, not losers. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet where no one ever responds to my urgent MySpace messages. I got a text message the other day on the radio show, Bryce Kelly. Okay. Uh, it said, this was a couple and they were trying to get their finances in order. Like they were seeing a financial advisor... And the financial advisor pointed out to them that they were spending between $1,200 and $1,400 per month on drive through and having food delivered to their house. <laughs> wow. Ooh, that would be sobering. Like when the, um, when the financial advisor is laying it all out for you and telling you you're spending $1,400 a month on drive through it's, sort of, it's like the, I don't know if you have it on your, you have a iPhone, right? I do, yeah. So I have an iPhone and an iPad, and on both of them now, I got to figure out how to shut it off. You get a weekly screen time. It it shows you how much time you spent on your phone or on your iPad that week, Ooh. and what you spent the most time on. That will that will knock you on your butt. That is. I don't want to see that. It would be very discouraging to see how you actually waste your time and your money, or both simultaneously. Yeah. I mean, for me. I can think, 
I can think of a lot of ways that I waste money that even when I go through just a bank statement at the end of a month and I'm looking at it and I'm like, I did what? Yeah, what what was the most shocking thing? <laughs> the worst thing I've ever done is it was right when kind of flat screen TVs were starting to become a thing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I need me one of those. And a big one. And it wasn't even, it was a 46-inch TV. Oh, really? That I paid $3,000 for. Holy, what would an equivalent TV cost now, though? You could probably buy a better TV for like $500. Ooh, that thing, the the picture's not special, and it was still weighs a ton, and I financed it. Oh, great. Which is the huge mistake. <laughs> so, And it, it was financed over like two or three years that I was paying this TV off. And so every single month, I'd look at my spending, which was already questionable. But then I see that I'm, oh, I'm still paying off that TV. Do you still have that TV, Bryce? I do. Does it still, does it bring you joy? No. Or do you hate it every time you catch a glimpse of it? It's it's moved down. It is not the A-choice TV. Oh, it's a tier two TV now. Yeah, it? yeah. What's the tier one TV? How big? It's about 50. And you probably paid half of that for it? I got it for free for signing up for my cable. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> back in the, uh, back in the 1980s, Bryce Kelly... A young Garney Andrews, a young broadcaster named Garney Andrews, needed a bed. So back in the 80s, there were these places called waterbed stores. Oh, boy. I bought myself a waterbed, Bryce. It had a massive headboard with a mirror in it. It was really nice. Lights in the, uh, the headboard as well. Oh, yeah. I financed that thing through a financial company. I, well, I'm not going to say what they were called. I think they might still be in business. But it, in, in total, everything came to like $700, which in 1980s dollars was a lot of money. But I financed everything, the frame, the waterbed itself. I financed the sheets, the pillows, <laughs> everything. The sheets. Oh, my God. That is when you're going through your bank statement, and you realize that you're making this kind of payment on a pillowcase. It, <laughs> wow. And I think what happened, too is I gave it away because I had to move out of this place. I was moving. So it was, it was, I was the early days of my radio career and you just suddenly move in the middle of the night. You're going somewhere else. I left the waterbed behind for somebody else, but I continued to have to make the payments on it for like another eight months or something. It was stupid. Wow. There's a lot of red flags going on there. Whew. Financing the bed sheets, but then fi- now you're financing someone else's bed sheets. It, yeah. I don't even think I took the sheets. I could have taken the sheets. <laughs> I would imagine it's a special sheet for a waterbed. Not nearly as expensive as <laughs> the biggest piece of crap, though, I've bought in the past five years. I'll just say it was like $60, but it angers me every time I look at it. It almost looks like a Nerf ball, like a spongy Nerf ball on the end of a long drill bit. Okay. And you put it in your drill, and it's for polishing the inside of the, the your rims on your vehicle. Oh, wow. I tried that. I put some wax on the rims, and I tried it for about 30 seconds. It did nothing, and I just tore it out of the end of my drill, and I threw it in a basket on one of the shelves in my garage. And I should just throw it right out because every time I look at it, it just angers me. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the Internet where your Uncle Barry posts weird things on Facebook. So, Garner, right now I'm going through the process of buying a home. Mm. No big deal. Like a big boy. <laughs> not just anyone can buy a house. Now you're talking you're not talking about buying a condo or a townhouse. You're buying 
a single family dwelling. Yeah, a detached house. Ooh. So I've gone through the process. Actually, the sold sign went up on it yesterday, so that's very exciting. <laughs> How many times a day are you driving by it? I drive by at least a few times a week. Okay, that's weird. I often think if they're if they see me, and because if I, I haven't driven by to see the sold sign yet, I'm planning to do that today. Do you, and take pictures? But if it is there, I'm going to kind of want to take a picture in front of it. Just put some sunglasses on and walk <laughs> by. Nobody will notice. Oh. The, so, okay, if you're just driving by every day, are you afraid that they're going to recognize your vehicle? Do you want to... Big time. Maybe what we should do is we should, each of us here on staff, we could loan you our vehicle for your daily drive-by just to kind of throw the current owners off of your... Yeah, I need a decoy car in the worst way. Yeah. Because right now it's definitely at stalker level. It's exciting, but I still have to wait two months before I get possession. It's going to be a long two months. But you went in there the other day f- uh, for the yes. home inspection. That was one of the conditions is that you were going to get the house inspected to make sure, I don't know, it doesn't have bed bugs. Yeah. Like your present place. <laughs> yes. That would be very lovely to know. And so you hire, if you don't know what a home inspection is, uh, it's simple. You pay a guy $500 and he goes to the house that you're thinking about buying and he goes through it with a fine tooth comb looking to see if there's any glaring problems with it. You know, what's weird too is that I bought my first house 20, uh, 25 years ago, maybe. Maybe not quite 25 years ago. But home inspections then were $500. They've always been $500. It's weird. Yeah. And so this guy, he goes through the entire house. He's looking at it structurally. Yeah, he looks at insulation, at the foundation, all the boring stuff. He's checking out all the plumbing and all the pipes. Uh, the whole process takes about two and a half hours. Are the current owners there? No, they're not. <laughs> wow. So you go in to their house that they're currently living in, and you are going through everything. Like you have you're to go, opening cupboards, you're looking yeah. in drawers. Yeah, you're looking under all the, the bathroom vanity to see if there's leaks, if the toilet's leaking, you're looking for vents under the bed. So you're crawling around, you're looking in the closet for attic access and you're stuff. Like, who needs a gross of condoms? <laughs> <laughs> it is the most oddly invasive thing is doing a home uh, inspection. And he's doing all the work, so he's doing all this. And I'm You're just, just kind tailing of, him. You're tailing him, watching him, asking questions, all that fun stuff. But it gets a little weird when you're in like their bedroom. And this is a, a sale where they're selling it themselves. Mm. And so they had to let us into the house first. So the homeowner guy, he lets us in and then he took off for the two and a half and hours. And meanwhile, you're standing in his bedroom and you've got a mental image of this guy and you're like, you wear that bathrobe? <laughs> <laughs> Those are your swim trunks? It is so odd. Did you find yourself putting on his bathrobe while you did the home inspection? No. You should have. Somehow I withheld from that temptation. Cut your fingernails with his nail clippers? <laughs> oh, <ew. laughs> what would be the biggest uh, what would be the biggest invasion of privacy? Po- I would, if I found out somebody used my nail clippers, I don't know if I'd recover. My toothbrush, obviously. I was going to say something with the toothbrush would be pretty gross. The nail clippers does seem oddly disgusting. Yeah. It's weird. It's very personal. I, it even felt weird being in a house of a person I don't know and flushing all of their toilets. Yeah. Even just doing that, you're like, huh, something about this just seems odd. But you're going through it. And one of the one of the funnier things, uh, one, well, two weird things happened. One is when we're checking out the fridge and making sure the freezer works and stuff. Swing open the freezer and right in the ice maker in the freezer, poof, that's where he keeps his weed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I found his stash. Did you help yourself? Did you twist one up, Bryce? I did not. No. Uh, he's clearly been into it, though, because there wasn't a whole lot left. Oh. 
<laughs> that was not what I was expecting to find in the ice tray. I mean, what was your, your realtor was there too, right? Yeah. So the realtor is there too, just to kind of oversee the whole operation. Yeah. Uh, but he's not doing anything. He's just there to make sure you get in and out okay. And so we got there and he just walks in, homeowner leaves, and then he just plops down on the couch, turns on the TV and starts watching sports oh. highlights. <laughs> wow. Remind me to never let somebody do a home inspection on my place. It is weird. I think it all stemmed because the team I cheer for, they got blown out of the water the night before. Your sports team. Yeah, it didn't. It was horrific. And so he knew who I cheered for, and it was not his team. Yeah. So he turned on the highlights just so we can watch them and enjoy them together. But it was funny. I felt He sits down, turns on the TV, and is changing the channels and trying to find Sportsnet, and you're like, what do you think the chances are, Bryce, that the people who you bought the house from may be listening to this podcast and they know who you are? Oh, maybe. Well, if you noticed that you came back, turned on your TV, and it was on a weird channel, now you know why. <laughs> Top-ranking podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Of course it's top-ranked. I mean, why else would we call it that? Top-ranking podcast with Garner and Bryce. So, there's... Somebody that lives in the city we're talking to you from that just won $60 million in the lottery, but they haven't come forward yet. So nobody knows who this person is. Mm -hmm. As they say in newspapers, at press time. At press time, yes. At press time, there's still no... So we don't know who this person is. So someone has $60 bucks. I would not be able to... I understand that you want to get your personal life in order before you come forward and you cash in that check... Or you cash in that ticket, but... The sitting on the ticket for, it's been a week now, having to look after that thing for a week would be exhausting. I wouldn't be able to take my eyes off of it for fear that it was going to just blow out a window or something, or the cat would pee on it. <laughs> Where do you keep the $60 million ticket until you drive to the lottery office and cash it in? Or can you imagine if they, they there's still a chance they don't know. Yeah, I guess so. And so what if... You know, you're just walking around and it's sitting in your wallet that you're just hurling around. You leave and throw in the washing machine. Yeah. Oh, that'd be <laughs> devastating. You're going out to the bar on a Friday night and it's just sitting there flapping in the breeze. It's getting all tattered on the edges. But we, you know, everybody starts dreaming when there's a $60 million jackpot around, especially when it's won locally. And Bryce and I, we started talking the other day about the most obnoxious way you could spend a part of your newfound fortune. Yeah, I think we landed on a pretty good one. Yeah, it was... Nobody ever just purposely drives into the middle of a lake in a brand new boat and then sinks that brand new boat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fantastic? Yeah, because we're all realistic, have uh -huh. realistic expectations with our money. But when you win $60 million... You can get a little loosey-goosey with what you do. I like your idea. Who has it like uh, uh, for boat skates? Yeah. So the one thing, the one hurdle we got is that you drive your boat out, you sink it, but then you're what do you in the do? middle of a lake. So obviously you need two boats. You drive them both out there, sink one, go back to shore on the other. But you can't drive two boats. No. But you can if they're boat skates. Yeah. <laughs> Stick your leg in each boat. And we're not talking about miniature boats. We're talking about full-size, huge you know, wake boats. Yeah. I want to see a speed boat. Maybe what you do is you mount on the, uh, along the top edge of one boat, you mount a 
snowboard binding there and you put a snowboard binding on the and you wear snowboard boots and you stand on both boats and you drive them out and I don't know the logistics of how you steer and everything but I'm sure it would probably work somehow if you tied up a series of ropes and pulleys. Yeah, you figure that out. Maybe a way to steer with your teeth. Mm-hmm. And you ride your boat skates out to the middle of the lake, preferably on the Saturday of a long weekend in July or August. Yeah, when everybody's out there on their crappy boat. Yeah, you get out there blaring music obnoxiously loud. You have like $500,000 worth of boat be- beneath your feet. Maybe behind your boat skates you're pulling a human pyramid. Maybe. I don't know. How do they get back? (laughs) You pull them back with the other boat, I guess. And this conversation, though, on the radio show outraged people because they thought (laughs) we were being wasteful. Come on. It's like you don't honestly think that we would take a boat and just sink it for the sake of sinking a boat, would we? No, I I don't think I would. And then I started thinking to myself... How would a guy who actually sank a boat feel? Would he find this funny? Hey, Gardner, how's it going? Having almost sunk a boat this summer myself, mm. it's not as exciting as it may sound. <laughs> <laughs> but Jason, you didn't... <laughs> You're laughing about this now, right? Oh, now. Okay. Now I am. <laughs> the, the day you called me about it, I kind of joked about it, but you weren't quite there yet. So. I wasn't quite there yet, no, because no. <laughs> it was sad. Well, but, it was like, like you said, we've had the boat since I was 12 years old. So, I mean, it was like, it was like losing a part of my family. It was like all the memories and everything, too, that were connected to it. So it was... Yeah, but you... <laughs> also, you had just put, like, the week before, hadn't you spent, like, fourteen grand on a brand-new motor for it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had... Uh, yeah, we'd fixed it up. Made it all nice and pretty again. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're out on Lake Wobbin one afternoon. Next thing you know, you're scrambling for the life vests because she's going yeah. down. Life vests and buckets and... <laughs> Waving, trying to get people to get you know, drag us to shore. <laughs> but Jason, let me let's get back to what got us onto this topic here. How would you feel if sixty million dollar lottery guy shows up today, announces he wins, and the first thing he does is he buys a brand new, like a I don't know what's a Malibu. Those are expensive, right? Oh yeah, yeah, a couple hundred grand. So he buys a maybe he buys a couple of Malibus. Drives him out into the middle of Lake Wobbaman, fires a shotgun through the floor of one, and just sinks it because he can. How would that feel? Oh, I'd, I'd be sad because I'm, I'm, well, I'm envious of the boat. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would be one thing. But, I mean, but I, could you find, I, 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 get, I get where you're going with the humor of this because it's extreme, right? So, I yes. think it's, it is funny. I mean, it's hilarious to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, and people get outraged because. When you take things to the extreme, quite often you have to say things like uh, he just walks out there and sinks a boat because he can. That's yeah, where the exactly. comedy is. So well, that's exact. That's right. I mean, again, like this guy who phoned in or texted in, we got to put a helmet on everything. Well, now we got to put a helmet on comedy too. It's like I get exactly where you're going with the extreme because that's one of the reasons why I love talking to you is because when we have these little conversations, that's where we usually go. We go to these extremes every time, right? And we're laughing our faces off because it's, it's ridiculous, right? Yeah. No one's going to do it. It's just okay. funny. <laughs> so this is Jason, a guy who actually sunk a boat this past <laughs> summer, and you're seeing the humor in this. Oh, absolutely. Okay, that's all I need. 100%. That's the, all the validation I need. Thank you, there Jason. You, there you go. <laughs> Everything is right in my world again. It is. It is. Okay, so if we get the green light from a guy who has sank a boat before, not on purpose. I think we're good to go. Yeah. Sunken boat guy thinks it's funny. We're good. That was Top Ranking Podcast. 
starring Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Special thanks to USS for the temporary podcast theme song. Find them online at ussmusic.com. Guests of top-ranking podcasts stay at my mom's basement because we're in a budget and she gets lonely. Two birds.